Welcome back to AM and the PM. This is Season 2, Episode 2. I know it's been a little while since you guys have heard from us. Took a little siesta. Well, it was a little bit of siesta and a whole lot of it's really dangerous outside. That is true. We had some very interesting weather happen in Ohio, you know, living in a valley and all that. It was just, it was bad. Yeah, living in the not so much Midwest, but yet not the East Coast kind of sucks. That's right. That's right. And today we are we are uh, missing someone very important. Our soldier, he is MIA, um, good old Philip. Well, he's not MIA. He's he's pursuing other paths. You know, he's he's bettering himself and focusing on his writing career. And there's no better time than late in life to <laughs> to start your career. <laughs> no, no. Okay, what what Marcus is trying to say is that Philip is going in the right direction in his life and pursuing things that matter not you know this podcast very much because uh, this podcast isn't you know necessarily world you know, renowned but uh, i don't know there. about you but this is the most important thing in my life right now ollie so how dare you say that this podcast isn't important listen until we get like the president and Mariah Carey to both acknowledge our existence. This podcast is. I don't anything. think. I don't think that you know we need any type of publicity from from Trump, because if it's if it's bad publicity, you know the alt right will be like, yeah, this podcast really sucks. <laughs> but if it's positive from him, everybody will be like, Trump likes it, so this podcast sucks. Either so, way. <laughs> I'm okay with not being on that radar. Fair enough. Okay, I agree with you. I agree with you. Maybe maybe staying right where we are is perfect yep. for us. So but yeah, we're glad you're glad you're tuning back in. Um we have some fantastic stuff coming your way very soon. Um but today we are going to talk about a movie. And this specific movie um, is Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, it's, you know, it really it really hurt my heart and my soul to hear, uh, I don't like the screen transitions in Star Wars, so I stopped caring about them, or I never really cared at all about them. Like, that really hurt me as a person, Ollie. Like, you know, that's just the type of guy I am. I, I, seem, to, I seem to be good at hurting people. <laughs> so, um, no, I, I, you know what? I gave it a shot. I watched the movie through and through, and I I liked it. It was it was good. It wasn't necessarily my favorite movie ever. However, it was tolerable. You know, tolerable. It, yes, it was okay. Like I felt like there were some parts that were slightly drawn out, and I feel like there were some parts that I just didn't quite understand, maybe because I haven't watched any of the other older movies. And, you know, that may change. I may watch other ones. Uh, I especially did not like the scene where the, I don't know what the animal is. The Tauntaun. The Tauntaun. That's what it's called. Okay. So the Tauntaun had to be cut open in order to preserve... Um, I don't even know the cat. Luke and Han. Okay, so Luke and Han. Yeah, they had to crawl inside... A dead animal's carcass for warmth. That's that's a bit. I mean, much it's, for me. it's survival, dude. Would you would you rather freeze to death in hypothermia and get hypothermia, or or would you just have to sacrifice your means of transportation? Listen, listen. Here's what I think they should have done. Instead of cutting open and removing, you know, the bowels and whatever else was in there, they should have just lifted up the carcass and then laid under the carcass in order to preserve all that warmth you know i feel like they would have had the exact same result instead of crawling inside of a dead animal well i mean they they had to warm up well you know what and also survive the night where it wouldn't be snowing and super cold like it'd be cold but not not as cold okay fair enough fine you know 
they can. Just, I've they I've can won just, you over with my convincing argument. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't just. I just don't like the idea. You know, it's just oh, weird. Well, I mean, the next time that you're in a, the one time that you're in a situation like that, and you're like, hmm, hypothermia or not hypothermia, you'll be like, oh, hey, this is just like this one movie. I really hope I'm never in that situation, but sure. Thank you. Well, Thank nobody you wants to be to in my that attention. situation, Ollie. True. Very true. I don't know. It was it was a bit of a stretch, but it, nonetheless, the movie was decent. Um, I I didn't necessarily like the transitions, but I went through it. I dealt with it. I internalized the fact that you know these transitions are kind of weird. However. Well, it was I mean, it was a new age of of filmmaking. So so what did you think about like the more emotional scenes, like the betrayal of of Lando Calrissian, you know, handing Han Solo over to uh to Boba Fett and and Mark Hamill slash Luke Skywalker over to over to Darth Vader. What did you what did you think about that moment? I think I mean so it, it caught me off guard a little bit and I feel like it just kind of thickened the plot essentially. Yeah. It was a good scene. I mean I almost feel like so there's a part of me that's like yeah, well it's kind of unexpected, but then there's also a part of me where it's like, I was just kind of waiting for something like that to yeah. happen. So, I mean, it was good. And I, I did like that. Uh, what was it? It was the scene where he doesn't say like, hold on, hold on. Was it, was it that movie where he says like, no, I am your father? Yeah, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I did like that scene. And it, I like so how so now you get the reference. Oh yeah, now I get the reference, and I love how the everyone who talks about it they don't actually get the scene right. You mm-hmm. know, it's always like Luke, I am your father, but it's never it's it wasn't actually that. No, it yeah. was it was no, I am your father. So, and I also liked the uh, scene where Vader is talking to um, his superior. Yeah, Palpatine. Um, yeah. And then he was like, there's a disturbance in the force. Like, I love that so much. I don't know why. I just like the way he says it. I think yeah. it's hilarious. I like that scene a lot. But yeah. so so what about the Carbonite scene? When did you what did you think about that? Uh, I mean, th- did that hit you in the feels? It. Yeah, actually, yeah, it did. I was sad. Um. It, I, I don't really know like how integral that part is with the rest of the with the rest of the storyline. So so that that leads into uh, Return of the Jedi. That's the the main first part of of Jedi. Okay. Is is that they're going to infiltrate Jabba the Hutt's you know mansion or or hideout or whatever you want to call it. And to break Han out. So then is... So he still is alive. Yeah, he's just frozen in carbonite. He's in... He's like a a suspended animation type deal. Okay. And then is there ever a part where he is like broken free? Like later on down the line? I yeah, mean, it's, it's also in Jedi. It's okay. like the first 10 minutes of... The first like 10 to 20 minutes of of it is is them breaking Han out and and okay. freeing him and everything. Okay. All right, fair enough. So I mean, yeah, I, I think that that was an interesting scene. It was kind of sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, but got to do what you got to do, you know? <laughs> I don't know how that leads into you got to do what you got to <laughs> no, do. No, I mean <laughs> Vader had a plan. Got to do what you got to do. So that's <laughs> that's just that. I don't know how else to put it. So, I'm I'm a little upset that you didn't watch uh, episode four first, because a lot of people, 
about like 90%, if not 100% of of the like fan base of Star Wars and everything and and just like filmmaking in general go Empire is superior to A New Hope. And like while yes, you know, it, it is. It is a better film. I still think that A New Hope is is like better in the nostalgia and how it like built all of this lore where it's like yeah your father was a jedi and then it just goes down so many branching paths like what are the jedi you know and it and how it made this big conglomerate like such a powerhouse of of a franchise and and toys and all this that and the other and and the holiday specials that came out um yep i think that a new hope is better in that sense and so that's like why i tend to lean more towards watching a new hope but uh empire strikes back is still still pretty solid film yeah i mean i i wasn't really you know following the storyline correctly by just watching empire strikes back first yeah but that was just what we decided <laughs> last time we talked about it and then we were looking up the you know the different uh ways to watch all of them mm-hmm. um i guess like the machete yes yes and so i don't know what you know brought us to the conclusion of watching empire first but that was that so that's that's uh philip's very uh, favorite film of the franchise and like yeah i was on board with with watching empire um but i still think that you should have watched a new hope first and then going into empire because it's really hard to pick up a, a movie or like a series from like the second or third installment and yep. it's just like well hold up now so this person is connected to this person but how and and just like going through all of that is kind of right kind of weird and that's kind of how i felt you know mm-hmm. watching this first but i just kind of rolled with it i mean i sh- going you know going forward if i am serious about this this franchise i should you know just watch them all in order of you know like timeline wise and then try the machete version mm-hmm. um just to see but again i've only watched one movie well actually i've watched two but yeah you've really... watched this and the last jedi yeah but the last i don't even remember what happens in the last jedi honestly no just like so i'm i'm on board with having great as the protagonist you mm-hmm. know it's it's great because we see some female jedis and like ahsoka who is uh who is the apprentice to anakin in between three and four um during the actually during the clone wars i'm sorry so in between two three and four Mm -hmm. um we see ahsoka and she is a badass like she is she is like anakin so much but besides like the thing that makes anakin anakin where it's like his his lust for power and trying to save everyone. Ahsoka is brash. She's quick on her feet. She's battle-minded and and she's like quirky. Mm-hmm. But she's also a strong Jedi in her own right. And then we see a couple others in the expanded universe where we even see Leia as as sort of a Jedi in training, like if i'm remembering it correctly like she goes off on adventures with luke to learn the force and a little bit and then like we kind of see that in in the last jedi where she's like floating in space and then she drifts back into the ship and now she's in a coma yeah um so uh like i have nothing wrong with ray being the protagonist i think the person that plays her plays her very well i just they make her good for no reason. Okay. You know, she discovers that she is that she has force powers. But like why how can she just go, 
oh, Jedi's can mind trick people. Hmm, you're going to re- remove my shackles. Right. I'm going to remove your shackles. You're going to open the door and walk away. I'm going to open the door and walk away. That to me seems like it would be a, a more complex or advanced use of the force anyways. So I think, so it's just like an influence type deal. Um, that's, I think, like one of the more more novice Jedi powers because uh, there are some species that can't be influenced. Okay. Um, like we see, uh, I forget the the uh, the dude from the first movie, but the the gambling guy who owns Anakin and his mom in Phantom Menace. You haven't seen it. Don't oh, worry okay. About it. Uh, Obi Wan tries uh, either Obi Wan or Qui Gon. Qui Gon definitely does it. He tries to go like, "You'll sell it to me for this many for this much credits." And he's like, that doesn't work on us. Like, <laughs> our only influencer is money. <laughs> right. Bitch better have my money. That's funny. Um, so there are some people who are who are resistant or, like, just straight up immune to that. So, um, like, how how does she just know how to do that and also in the last jedi um uh smoke snook whatever his name is the main baddie not adam driver's character not kylo ren um he like links their minds in in a little bit of way so they can like communicate and see what the other is doing okay how does she know how to block that out? Like that's a Sith Lord, Sith Master type thing. Right. Now, how does she know how to fight that besides just being incredibly willed? And how does she know how to initiate it? Yeah, that's a good point. So I just, I understand where they're trying to go with like female empowerment and like this is a new generation. We're trying to like bring girls into the star wars universe and Mm -hmm. and trying to get girls to see like look look at ray you can be just as strong as her right i mean you can do that and you can also show her having her trials and tribulations just like luke did i'm not saying you know she has to be um she doesn't have to be on a swamp planet left in an X-Wing fighter out of <laughs> out of the swamp right. or anything. Or like having Yoda in her backpack doing flips and, and swinging off the trees and everything. Exactly. You don't need that montage, but it's, it's cool to see like, yes, she has that raw, just inert power and, and, and potential and everything. But you can also show her like learning how to use it and also the way that they wrote luke in that movie was horrible like just just like this entire like oh lucas luke is all sad because he ended up raising a rogue of renegade renegade jedi who called themselves the knights of ren and granted like i don't know too much about them but that seems really out of character for Luke because for a while there he was the last Jedi. So right. he was the last at least the last like known Jedi. That's why he donned the the green lightsaber. I see. Wasn't there a whole scene? It was like it was in um the last Jedi movie. And I think there was an entire scene that was, it was like a final battle almost. Mm-hmm. And they were battling on some sort of like salt-based, like mm-hmm. red earth type yeah, material. Yeah, so, so it turned red whenever something physical came in touch with it. Yeah, and then when, I think it was when Luke was battling, you couldn't actually see the red. The, the red. Yeah. But I don't think any of the enemies picked up on that. I think they were all focused on just trying to kill 
Luke, mm-hmm. that they didn't realize it wasn't even him. Yeah, that it was like a force aspir- apparition. Yeah. And that's really cool because like whenever whenever he died there, he died in real life. Yeah. Like he died on the other planet, which that's a good aspect. Yeah. Because if not, Jedis would just be like, all right, I'm going to send my force asp- apparition in there. Right. And then like, oh, I oh, died. So what? So uh, what died? Give me like 20 minutes and then I'll respawn in. <laughs> right (laughs) like it's just one big video game um no like i i like that but i don't like how how they made luke a hermit and was like well it's no good to treat to teach another jedi and the last jedi that i trained ended up killing everybody else and setting (laughs) my academy on fire um i had a lot that i didn't like personally about just like the Force Awakens, and uh, and the Last Jedi. I mean, it's my it's my favorite film franchise, so I'll watch it. Right. And but I'm not gonna be like, oh well, I'm gonna sign a petition because to have this removed from the continuity because I didn't like it. Oh good God! Like it's okay to not like things. Like if right. you don't like it. Here, um, you know what? Here, you go write uh, a 400-page screenplay. Refine it. Here's $100 million. Make your own. Oh, you can't do it? Oh, nobody liked what you had to <laughs> what you had to say about it? What? There's a petition out to get yours removed from the Star Wars continuity? Huh, that's interesting. Man, yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I, I think that a lot of people get too overboard with with their own personal opinions on like movies and stuff like that just in general it's like yeah and and it's not your movie if it was your movie then make it how you want it go make your own movie yeah make it better right complain on the internet you don't have to sign a petition it's like go take that movie and make your own adaptation and make it yours i mean it's it's not out of the realm of possibility these days i mean or or like go to india go to india and make your own star wars movie for a fraction of the price there you go Star Wars on a budget. Yep. <laughs> Bali Wars. Oh, there we go. Oh my god. Got it. I could only imagine what Bollywood would do. It oh would no, be we've, so bad. we've already seen it. What? Yeah, remember I showed you a little I showed you and Philip a clip of of it. <gasps> oh, that was this was a long time ago. Yeah. This was probably early last year. Or or well, before uh, that. Yeah. Wow, I do remember that now that you saw it. Okay. God, who allowed that to just happen? Well, how if, dare they? If you remember correctly, they didn't use any names. I'm pretty sure that there was nothing been said anyway. Uh but yeah, like it's if if you don't like it, you know, just just say you don't like it and then never see it again. Yep. Tell your friends, write Write something on Rotten Tomatoes and be like, well, I hated this movie because X, Y, and Z. Not just, I really dislike this movie. What did you dislike about it? I don't know. I had too much wrong with it. <laughs> right. Specific examples so we can have like... Actual discussion. Yeah. Like, actually think about what, what you didn't like. Not just, oh, someone told me they didn't like it. I watched it and now I automatically don't like it because I didn't even watch it properly. Yeah, you're you're going to go in with, oh, this was the worst movie ever. Yeah, what the heck? You know what? I'll tell you what the worst movie ever was. Was that damn Predator movie that we went all <laughs> out and saw. Oh my God, that was so, so bad. Now, I'm not going to go and write a petition and be like, I need this removed because I didn't I didn't care too much for Predators anyway, the one with um Topher Grace. Yeah. I didn't care about that. No, like if you if you seriously want to go write a petition about something, you have to seriously hate it. Like you have to seriously just yeah, detest it's, it's what it stands for. Not as easy as just going and being like hey, I'm going to start a petition and get 10,000 people to sign it. Yeah, no, that's serious business. Like like you can go be a keyboard warrior on like Facebook, mm-hmm. but then like going and writing a petition and actually having enough signatures to sign it, like there must be something like fundamentally wrong with that movie or or anything for that matter. Yeah. 
That's a serious thing. But, like, I'm sure there's tons of petitions out there for stupid stuff. Like, oh, like, R2-D2 didn't have a good enough role in Star Wars. I'm going to make a petition about it. I wouldn't doubt it. (laughs) R2-D2 didn't talk enough in Star Wars. (laughs) He didn't do enough beeps and boops. That's right. He didn't do a lot of... Yeah, exactly. Like, no, people just get crazy with it. Yeah, no, um... But but back to the topic at hand, I I really I enjoy Empire, but I like I like New Hope better. Okay. So And I, I I enjoyed Empire. I think it has given me somewhat of a stepping stone to get, you know, acclimated with this with this, you know, franchise. And I will probably continue to watch it. Like I got all the other movies, so I'll probably watch more. That's awesome. And then see where we go from there. Hopefully the transitions get better. <laughs> nope. There's still a lot of side swiping. I am going to write a petition. <laughs> not good enough scene transitions. That's right. So they have to shot for shot remake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every Star Wars movie. Even though some of the actors are already dead. That's fine. <laughs> shot for shot remake. But with better scene transitions, not yes. just ripping the scene transitions out and adding new ones, reshooting the entire movie with updated graphics. Yes, please. And I'm not going to pay a penny. I'm not even going to buy the movie afterwards. No, nope. I'm going to illegally acquire it because that's just the type of person I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That, I would totally, is, if I wrote a is... petition for a change and the change was made, I'd, I'd buy the crap. Well, I, I would really hope so because if not, you'd be on the news real <laughs> right? quick. That'd be so bad. It'd be in like the Marysville Dispatch. Local man petitions for movie scene and, edits, then illegally downloads. <laughs> and also, you will have actual Star Wars podcasts go after us. Oh, absolutely. And I don't need that kind of attention. <laughs> right? Because then it'll eventually come up to H3H3. And also, uh, the Gus Johnson and... What is his name? Joe Rogan? No. Joe Rogan would pick up on Yeah, it. Joe Rogan would. Uh, also, but... Joe Rogan, if you're listening, hey, how's it going? I like your show. Thanks. I like everything that you do with with UFC. Because he, he used to call it UFC fights. I don't know if he still does. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, so, the last thing I need is for Eddie Burbank... Uh, Burback and Gus Johnson to pick up on because everybody is doing a podcast now. Did Everyone, you know that? yes. Like there are there is some people from ESPN who do their own podcasts. So not only are they you know live on TV and and live on radio, but they're also on podcasts. Podcast is big. It yeah, like last year it really picked up. I mean that's hey that's why that yep, was that, you know, that's we are, where we. That's where we started. That's right. No, but uh, so originally, like podcasting, I believe was just like a way to archive, like clips and 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 radio shows, so that like if you were, so like if you were at work and they didn't allow you to listen to music or or the radio at work, it's like hey, we've we've got this archive for you. Now every anyone can just spend several hundred dollars on Amazon, set it up. And and just start talking about random stuff. Heck yeah. No, I mean, a lot of people, just they don't even buy equipment. They just use their phone microphone. Yeah. And just start talking away. Like, I know several people who do podcasts while they're Ubering. Like, the downtime while they're Ubering, they are running a, like, actual podcast. Oh, wow. And that's just it. That's all it is. I guess whatever, whatever keeps you busy, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Like three, four years ago, no one was doing the types of podcasts that people are doing now. Podcast was, I mean, it was popular, but I feel like there were more like specific avenues that you could Mm -hmm. go to to like talk about stuff. And now it's just anything and everything. I mean, everyone and their mother has a podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. And so it's really hard to just start out podcasting, you know? You've got all the money and resources and everything, but also just like the marketing and getting your name out there. Oh, yeah. So so I can see why people from like YouTube are now doing podcasts is because they've already got these followings. Mm-hmm. They've already got their YouTube 
their YouTube followers, uh, like A Street A Street's podcast, and how they're able to get like Post Malone and and like the people from their YouTube videos to come on and talk and oh, absolutely. We don't have that. <laughs> it's true. We have Facebook. We have. That's about it. Yeah. Facebook and word of mouth. Facebook and word of mouth. And yeah, I mean, that's right now. That's all we need. Yep. Because like we said earlier, we don't need that much attention. So yeah. Ethan, if you're listening, do not talk about us because we don't need that kind of those kind of problems right now. Ethan, if if you're listening, I very much enjoy h3 h3 productions you know papa bless um i'm sorry that rice gum had to go after you like that and he also didn't know what he was getting himself into attacking Ela like that yeah seriously i mean rice gum like you said he dug his own grave and then jumped right in mm-hmm. so there's no going back from that just like there's no going back for us either. Nope. <laughs> we dug our own grave and we jumped right in. <laughs> Episode one. Yeah. So, Ollie, uh, you were at CES a couple of weeks ago, weren't you? Yes, I was. I was blessed enough to be able to get a ticket to go to CES. Oh, you son of a bitch. And <laughs> it, was, it was incredible. I think, I mean, words and photos and talking about it just seriously doesn't do it justice it's it's so much sensory overload of technology and just anything and everything you can think of i mean like there were some booths that were set up that had lidar camera systems on every corner and then all other sensors that were just designed to just track people so you'd walk around the booth and then there were all these displays set up and you could see yourself on the display it would assign you a number, so it basically categorized you. It knew your race, it estimated your age, it knew your height, it estimated your weight, did all these types of things live. Like that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I don't that- I, I would feel personally like I would feel naked and and like weirded out that something was going like all right so you're you're a male between like the age of you know 21 25 yeah about this much weight seriously yeah i mean the technology is just growing so quickly and you know there's a lot of advancements in hardware and in software i mean ai is such a huge factor now in technology that you you could put could put some seriously smart pieces of software and time to a good set of hardware and you've got machines that can do that like with like with different camera sensors and systems to identify people like live in the field i mean you could throw that in a in a bustling city Mm -hmm. and you can just start capturing metadata like no other because that's kind of like what uh kroger's does and what they do is so like if you've ever seen like a tv like one of the monitors hanging from uh, Kroger and you see like this many checkout lanes are open mm-hmm. and it's like one or whatever. And it's like how many need to be open one or however. And then you've got like a, a forecast for the next hour based on all of these algorithms, like, like how many people are in the store, you know, how busy it usually is on any given day oh, wow. or like so say like thanksgiving they needed they needed 10 lanes open between you know 1 p.m and 2 p.m next year uh next year they're going to have like hey this many lanes need to be open from one to two because we we know for a fact based on sales last year and how many people were in the store these are how many lanes that we're going to need open. Oh, wow. That's really cool. I didn't know they were doing it like that. I mean, yeah, and I think it's also like off of body heat, I think as well, like how hot it is in the store, just like averaging people. I don't know. I might be making that up. That's uh, actually not a bad idea. Yeah, if you can if you can know like what the temperature should be, like mm-hmm. ambient temperature when there's no one in the store, and then compare that to like how many people are in the store but then again how do you differentiate the people that work at kroger the employees to 
customers? That's a good question. So I think that that's that's why I'm making that up. Oh, well, because I mean, as a, soon as I said that, I was like, well, how do you how do you differentiate that? I think you could still do it though. I mean, maybe you could have like some sort of some sort of baseline with you know a, an average number of workers in the store. Yeah. Take the ambient temperature and then have the store packed on like a you know Friday night or Friday afternoon or something. So it's definitely Sunday morning because I can guarantee you not a lot of people are at, you know, actually no no you're right. Okay, some maybe Any, a couple days on the weekend yeah. average it out something like that. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they they have like different ways to do heat mapping and other things like that. Yeah, so like so at that point that goes off like reading uh reading time cards of how they like punch in punch out and it's like all right so i've got like about two dozen workers right now mm-hmm. and then you take like the average temperature of a person and then you have that and then you go well i have so many customers in the store right now yeah like like this is the heat of what it is now here's the heat for the 20 uh, for the 24 people that i have working so therefore the rest of it has to be customers yeah that's true that's a good way of doing it if somebody if somebody wants to come out and correct me about that then please go ahead any publicity is good publicity yeah um ceo of kroger if you're listening and you know any better way that you're currently doing your analytics and or if you want a better way yeah, IRS says analytics. There you go. Yep. So just, you know, <laughs> hit us a line at askaim and the PM at Gmail and you know, we'll we'll be on our merry way working yep. for Kroger. Right down right down the Cincinnati. It's about a two hour drive. Mm-hmm. Um no, so what else did they have at CAS? They had a plethora of That's a big word. Yeah. They did have a plethora of car manufacturers and other smaller you know names pre- pre- uh, presenting cars that were self-driving or um like services like like shuttle services that were self-driving there was a company that was advertising themselves as the uber for the air they were offering flights flight services around the city in basically a giant hovercraft type helicopter type thing with four rotors that are massive seats about eight people and they claim that they're already working with uber for big cities like new york dc to offer these types of services and keep the cost about the same as an actual uber ride i don't know how they're gonna do it but it's there is this thing gonna be made out of plastic no no it's it's a massive machine it's a very large it's bigger than your average helicopter well, I, mean, I don't know about that. I don't know if it's going to work or not. I don't know if I would trust it because it's an unmanned vehicle. Yeah, absolutely not. But you know, there's people out there. They're like, oh, I want you know, I want to be in the coolest thing possible. The next, yeah, gen. a lot of a lot of people from New York are going to want to be in that. I mean, if also, I don't, I don't trust drunk people in a car. Let let alone, you know. <laughs> let alone in a hovercraft yeah absolutely not true yeah if you got some belligerent guy in your in your hovercraft who's ride sharing with you what are you gonna do like throw him out yeah <laughs> like I don't you're so. just asking for a whole lot of like murders and <laughs> true and manslaughter cases at that point true i i don't know like don't will know it have windows will it oh yeah it's got windows but so what i'm asking it's got windows 10 (laughs) no i'm kidding lols i'm pretty sure they're running on something much more advanced than Win 10 probably windows xp because it's actually stable ah maybe (laughs) and you don't have to update it every two weeks service pack one oh my god (laughs) anyway um no so like that's that's interesting i don't know how that would work like, I don't know. Either. Would the windows roll down? Does that change the air pressure? How high are they? How high are they flying? Like I'll have to. I'll have to bring up some photos later on. I'll probably. I'll probably link some stuff that I saw at CES in the description, so you guys can all check it out. But 
it it was interesting yeah it looked like the the cockpit and the cabin looked like a regular plane but then there was just so much more like slapped on top like the four rotors just the giant you know giant tail on the back it's very interesting design Mm -hmm. and it did it did have vertical takeoff so like the rotors were were level with the ground and then if you wanted to propel forward or backward they would actually tilt Hmm. so i don't know i mean maybe it maybe it'll be okay but that's definitely something i'm not ever going to step my foot in because i don't trust an unmanned aerial vehicle that has rates as low as an uber necessarily yeah so i don't know we'll see but they're they're slating it for like 2019 2020 like it's gonna happen i'm gonna wait at least like five years before i step into one of those things yeah. I'm not going to do it like the year they launch. And then they're like, oh, well, everybody's figured it out like how to hack into these and, could you and like crash them. Yeah, could you imagine? Well, that, that would be crazy. I mean, I mean, you know, not that I'm wishing that, but that is the thing. Like people are already hacking cars, not mm-hmm. not even the self-driving cars, but just, just regular like, cars. Yeah, just like Jeeps and everything. Any car with an electronic power steering mechanism which is almost every car yeah pretty much every every medium to high-end car these days has electronic power steering mm-hmm. that can be manipulated um you know it, it can force the car to turn whatever way the attacker wants it to turn mm-hmm. um you could just straight up lock the steering wheel as you're going 65 miles an hour down the highway which yeah, would be and, catastrophic and at this point it's it's going more than 65 miles an hour like it's it's going a hundred something miles an hour yeah because at a cruising altitude oh yeah in that sense yeah absolutely and also where are they going to park these things top of buildings that's what they're saying like helipads any helipad so work so what so say so what happens whenever you don't live in new york penthouse and like you can't just easily like, what if there's no roof access? What if you go, hey, I live at 123, you know, Martin Luther King Boulevard. Mm-hmm. I'm drunk. Take me home. That's when that's when you get the, the Hover Express <laughs> drop-off. It's when they hover over your building about 2,000 feet up in the air, and then they just open the door, and they're like... Thanks Thank for you. taking Th- our ride. <laughs> Thanks for flying Air Uber. <laughs> Here's your destination. No. You just fall out. No, like, do you... Are you, are you going to, like, uh, rappel down? Like, is everybody going to have to go to, like, boot camp and just, like, <laughs> learn how to rappel? Yeah, exactly. And then unclip and then, like, send it back up? Like, how... Like... They're going to have... Because you can't... Not everybody necessarily lives in the city, so are they going to be like... Well, here's the nearest helipad, and then we've already called you an Uber, so you can spend even more money. That's right, exactly. It's or, like we've we've mashed it up, so I'm going to drop you off here. You take, you know, the five ten minute elevator uh, elevator ride, or like the twenty thousand stairs. <laughs> You can you down can, to the front of the building where your Uber will take you home. You can get your entire workout for the next two weeks done in one ride to work. Just think about think about the possibilities, Marcus. Yeah. All you right, take so, your twenty thousand steps. You're you're done. You don't ever have to walk I'm, again. I'm, I'm calling off. Like <laughs> if I if I'm drunk and I have to walk twenty thousand steps after sitting in, you know, a ten to fifteen minute like hello basically a helicopter ride i'm calling my boss and i'm like look i i ain't coming into work <laughs> i just climbed twenty thousand steps yeah i know that it's monday yep <laughs> but and i knew that i said i'd be there it's i understand that a por- an important customer is coming in but i can't do this <laughs> it's a vicious cycle marcus you just you know <laughs> monday rolls around <laughs> you're hung over you have to walk twenty thousand steps you're like i can't, I can't at that point at th- and then every day after that you just have to call off for the rest of your life but, you but can't actually here, get here's anywhere. what i'll do if that ever happens i'm just gonna be like look just drop me off at work <laughs> <laughs> just just literally drop me into work like, drop drop me off 
I'll find a way to get down from the roof. Yep. It's a two-story building. I'll just aim for the bushes Here, or like what the they'll hell. Have. They'll have those those baskets that the that the Coast Guard has <laughs> on their helicopters. <laughs> or they'll drop you down like the stork and like <laughs> one of the majors, right? Oh, That's God. stupid. Okay. Um, Anyways. No, but I'm glad that you had fun. I oh, really, yeah. I really wanted to go, but you know, not everybody's, you know, as fortunate as you. There's to go. always next year, always next year. And Who knows? 2020, they may have even crazier helicopter, robotic, self-driving. Oh hours. yeah, no, they they might just pick you up. It's like, hey, are you here for CES? Yeah. Uh, so if you want to stand. And that line, I know that you just kind and came off of like a several hour plane ride, but if you want to go stand in that line, we'll air Uber you to the convention hall. I'd be like, no thanks. (laughs) I don't trust that. Yep. But you know that they they would have their best for CES. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, Ollie, in the time that you've been away and that that we've been away, I've. I've seen some movies and I've and I've played some games. Okay, what kind of movies? What kind of games? Uh, so finally saw Into the Spider Verse, which is a fantastic movie. I really wanted to sit down and watch it again. Like really? if, like if I would have had the time and they would have been like, all right, so we're running another show at in like fifteen minutes, I would have just sat there <laughs> and then just watched it again. That, that's how good it was. I'll have to watch that. I downloaded the soundtrack, however. Soundtrack yeah. is pretty good. I was surprised that they didn't have any childish Gambino yeah. on there because he was really big and a, a fan favorite to do the voice of Miles Morales. Okay. Um. But yeah, uh, so I saw that. I saw The Upside, Kevin Hart's first dramatic role. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Okay, cool. Um, it that didn't had a uh, Brian Cranston in there as it well. It did. Right? Yep, I love him as a uh, paraplegic. <laughs> gotta do it. No, I'm do. sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. A quadriplegic. Quadriplegic. Yeah. yeah. Um, like Brian Cranston will take anything he can take, right? You know, he, he's already made his money, dude. He made his money as Hal from Malcolm in the Middle and Breaking from Bad. Walter White from Breaking yep. Bad. Yep. Like he's set. Yeah, he's also done. He's also done a lot of movies where he's he's in like the Nicolas Cage part of his life where he could really. I'm sorry, not Nicolas Cage because he just he just does any movie just to do it. But just like, but like, kind of like Adam Sandler where he is in life where he can just like make any movie he wants. Yeah, but it's a good spot to be in. Yeah, uh, and like. But with Adam Sandler, his is his is really with his friends, like the uh, like David Spade yep. and Nick Swartzen, and he just he's, Adam Sandler is is living his best life, and and really what I want to do is just like I just want to do stuff with my friends. Like yeah, I'll make money, but at the same time I'm gonna have a good time. True. Except That's... Jack and Jill, that was a horrible movie, and I don't know why they made that. Good old Jack and Jill. It's been a while since I've watched that. There's a part in Jack and Jill, like at the very end, where like Al Pacino goes, burn this and make sure nobody ever sees this again. I don't know if he was talking about like the commercial that he's in in the movie or if he was talking about like the actual movie. (laughs) Like if Adam Sandler was like, here's what we got for Jack and Jill so far. We need a good, we need a good send off. That's and then Al Pacino was like, never burn this. And then you hear the director say, cut. <laughs> and then Al Pacino goes, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, no, that was the final scene. <laughs> Adam Sandler wrote that in. That is hilarious. Um, And then a game that we have both really loved came out with their VIP demo. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that we've been playing a lot anthem go out buy it just pour all of your money into it buy multiple copies if you have to play with all of your friends that's right because i know i have a couple groups that that want to play this game all the time 
and because I don't have two Xboxes or two people, like, splitting myself in half, I, I can't play with everybody at once. True. And you know what? You know what? For you listeners out there, if you want, I will throw my gamer tag in the description. You guys are welcome to friend me on Xbox, and we can play together. You know, aim in the PM, and anyone who wants to play, <laughs> we will play. So just putting that out there. I know you've got a lot of listeners, got a lot of people, so just, you know, just add on Xbox and then we'll get to you. I know there's gonna be thousands of you. So Yeah, yeah, really pour it in. We're gonna have to make extra extra like Xbox gamer tags. Yeah. Just to just to support the amount of people that are going to add us. Mm-hmm. But we'll do it. I know it's it's been long requested. Yeah, so. it's it's a heavily requested thing. Marcus Ali, Philip, I know that you don't really play games that much, but <laughs> we're going to throw you in there anyway. We need to play with you. You guys are such a big gaming community. It's yep. such a big part of the gaming community. We need you. We heard you. And by the will of, of Papa John himself. <laughs> that's for you, Ethan. <laughs> we're we're going to do it. We're, yep, we'll do it. But I think that's it, bud. I think yeah. I think, our our uh, first solo episode. Mm-hmm. I think it went well. But definitely reach out to us. We have, like I said in the beginning, we have tons more coming your way. The season's gonna be awesome. To it's say gonna the least. Be, it's gonna be lit af lit as af. as the kids say. Yep, lit af lit af one hundred percent baller. That's what they say. Too. That might be too much. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Um, as always, everything we talk about is going to be in the in the description. And um, what else do we say at the end? What do uh, we say? Well, well, Philip isn't here to plug his books. So buy Philip's books. Yes, he is on Amazon as Philip E. Moody. Uh, link will be in the description. Link in bio. <laughs> Selling like a god church. <laughs> yep. Um, and as always, for all all of your news source and and any political opinions that you could ever want to read about, Cromley.com. That's right. Cromley.com is your number one source for I heard it was the worldwide leader in news. It is a worldwide leader. I think it's better than MSNBC. It's better than CNN or Fox or Fox or basically anything out there. So go check it out. You will not be disappointed. I mean, you may be disappointed, but (laughs) (laughs) you may also not be disappointed. So who knows? Write a petition to take it down. (laughs) Like if you don't like it enough. Right. But you'll you'll like it. And uh, go ahead and and smash like on this podcast. Yep. Share with your friends. Yep. Share with everyone except for Trump, Trump, and uh, and any and anyone that's not going to like us. We don't yep. need we don't need that kind of hate in our life. That's right. Only only positive reviews for AM and the PM. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we will catch you in the next one. Peace. See ya. <laughs>